Hey there, Danny with Right Foot Down. I messed up this ad read so many times because I really wanted to tell you about Track Monkey Apparel. They make great quality, enthusiast shirts along with hats, stickers, watches, patches, you name it. A couple of my personal favorites are their Life is Better at the Track Tee and their One Track Mind Tee. You should really check them out and see for yourself. Their products are great for you or the gearhead in your life. Visit trackmonkeyapparel.com. You're listening to the Untitled Car Show in partnership with RightFootDown.com. Visit RightFootDown for your daily automotive fix. If you enjoyed today's program, please tell a friend. It's the best way to support this show. If you want to visit the archives, go to YouTube and search for Untitled Car Show. That'll bring you to the archived episodes. If you want to follow this show, just search for Untitled Car Show on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can always send an email to the show at untitledcarshow at rightfootdown.com. We're so glad you decided to spend the next hour or so with us. Without further ado, let's get into today's program. Hello, and thank you for joining me this evening. I am joined by Josh and Layla of uh, Track Monkey Apparel. Uh, they are the wonderful folks behind the uh, T-shirt uh, that we recently made and uh, sold some copies of, which I'm very happy to have had happened. And uh, these are the wonderful folks who uh, helped make that a yeah, possibility. Josh, Layla, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Hi, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you, Ike. Oh, no problem. So, um... I guess first thing first, so how do we get into the business of selling, uh, I guess, automotive designed, uh, like, or inspired, you know, apparel? How did that all whole thing come about? So I guess you get to the point where just going to the racetrack and driving your car is back and uh, all day long is not enough. Still need another outlet for your for that passion for for cars and racing and speed. I guess that's that's how it happened. Simply put, I I imagine there was maybe a uh, you know uh, want or a need to fill maybe a niche that you saw because you know a lot of people be you know they need to do something but why why apparel why was that the thing that you kind of got into instead of helmets or i don't know yeah, sure. banana hammocks whatever i guess banana hammocks is technically apparel can we make banana hammocks do you make banana hammocks no you don't make banana hammocks. <laughs> hey maybe maybe, yeah. maybe one day <laughs> um i guess uh, i guess um, very good artistic family we were doing a lot of painting drawing um watercolors like doing comic book drawing and so i i became very I became decent at drawing, and then I got into uh, kind of a little bit of graphic design, and so it was a natural outlet for me to want to create these shirt ideas um, on Adobe Illustrator, and then it was an easy way to put it onto the shirt. So, very easy uh, business idea for for us who have never started a business. So it was a good way to start and a little something more was a lot of shirts were a lot of almost for us. I think 
some of our designs are a little more unique, a little more us in the skirt designs than uh, plisse, mise, or whatever that we do also have. Some of these are more unique to us. Like what, what about a slip angle? You know, what about all those car signs we see when we drive on the road? What, that doesn't that doesn't mean a windy road. It means that there's apexes ahead. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like the the one of my favorite ones is the leftover parts is proof I made it more better. Like that's right. <laughs> it, it's that, that it, stems from us uh, rebuilding our engine the first time with uh, Josh's brother Peter, and uh, just we, at the end of the day, you know, three months into rebuilding the engine, we're like, wow, where's all these parts? <laughs> like, oh, guess I made it better. Yep, it, it's. It's fascinating to me because it, it's a lot of good designs. It's very, it, it is very individualistic. It's there's a lot of other people out there who do, you know, car designs. Um, you know, and maybe they do. Like like from the top of it, there's always that terrible stuff you see in like, um, I don't know, like an auto parts store that like is right. basically like, yeah. you know. I mean, I think that's like basically the bottom of the barrel. Like, if you're walking around wearing one of those shirts, I don't think you're a car enthusiast so much as you are just a trashy person. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think our sneakers are, are more geared towards the, the guys who like to take their cars to the race track, really experience speed and pushing the limits with their car, and that's what because that's what we love going to the racetrack and really. Threshold breaking, hitting the apexes, um, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. It's because you got a lot of nine four four stuff, a lot of Porsche stuff, a lot of vintage inspired stuff. Stuff that um, I'm trying to think of, like if you went to a, um, I don't know, like a downtown area, like a, a um, like a like hometown car show thing with like a whole bunch of cars from like you know every era and everything someone who kind of really gets a track monkey apparel shirt i think is really a true racing and automotive enthusiast as opposed to again like that other trashier stuff with like calvin ping on chevy or ford or whatever like you know just like a dodge emblem with like just smoke pouring off of it or like you know the stupid silly stuff you see everywhere like like those shirts they make they make a impression they don't really make a impression that you want to have whereas i think if you're wearing a track mike apparel shirt i think the people who kind of understand it it's almost like a secret handshake we're like Yeah, and I mean, we're kind of talking a lot about the t-shirts, but you do sell some other stuff. You sell some watches on the site. There's, um, I'm trying to think what else is on the site. I could pull it up, but that would be the smart thing to do, like, since you're <laughs> sitting here. We also have uh, some uh, helmet visors, uh, decals uh, that go at the top of the visor, helmet, and then we've got some patches, you know, for the race suit. Some stickers. We're getting ready to branch out, but uh, with some other ideas, we're working on some patents. Um, we're nearing manufacturing of new 
product. We can't say anything about it yet. Woo! Patent pending. But I think um, our goal is to hopefully one day reach out to not just, like right now we're focusing and honing in our, you know, there are our 944, 944, 951, 968 folks because that's just what we have and that's what um, our immediate friends own. And I think that's our outreach right now, but our plan is to move to, you know, muscle cars, everything that you can imagine sporty cars but uh, right now since we're just in the starting startup phase we're just trying to do the safe you know we know generation shirt will sell because we have a huge community of 944 924s etc um community that we're involved with but hopefully we are looking to grow eventually we're going to hit every market that's what we're looking forward to doing well it's kind of like that the community you know, obviously, there's the racing. You know, you're racing. You know, your Porsches because that's the community, and that's the background you come from. Because to give people a little bit of an idea here, you both are based in Virginia, and there's a a little known racetrack down there. I think it's Virginia International Raceway, something like that. It might be. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Paul Newman called it heaven on earth. Um, did. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, famous for an oak tree that's no longer there, which is kind of a shame. But um, and I understand you sell some apparel down there, so that's kind of yes. you know, kind of home yes. base for of y'all. VIR. Yeah. Exactly. Speaking of VIR, we have a few shirts. Uh, two of them are specially designed for TMI racing products, the pro shop there. But we do have our logo T-shirt design of ours that's pretty popular, the uh, DE event, the green shirt with two ratings, the uh, driver's education shirt. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fun having those shirts in the, in the store there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, we were down there event, a Hyperfest event, and we were doing so much business, and people were coming from our stand outside, going into the pro shop, talking about our shirts. That it caused the manager to want to come out and take a look at our shirts and see what we had going on. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah, when you're uh, outselling the business that's there, that's you know, like what's going, what's going on here? I mean, that's about yeah, as yeah, high a praise as you can fun. get. Exactly. Yeah, the manager came over real in a real fun, positive attitude. People were being like, "Hey, what's going on here? Can I see some of your shirts?" And, it was just, uh, I just got a really good vibe from him. He came off real like, hey, what's going on? Let me, let me get that in my store. Like, what, what? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and really exciting for us. Because, uh, you know, we had just opened in February, Hyperfest was in May. So we were fresh out, you know, as a new company. And to see that feedback was really encouraging, just a real, motiv- very motivational for us. Is that, I mean, it? I found out about y'all from, you know, my friends over there, Right Foot Down, or partners over there, I yeah. guess. And, you know, looking at the stuff, going through the designs, you know, kind of the uh, blessing and the curse of uh, what I get to do here is I get to go each week to different, you know, new people and see what looks good, what doesn't, and kind of, you know, 
get really invested in a um I don't know, like an avenue for, you know, a week or so, but you know, I know you kind of broached us after the t-shirts and everything getting on. It's been on my list for a while because I do really enjoy the shirts. They seem like they seem like they'd be um you know, if you have someone in your life who's, you know, a little bit gear heady, you don't quite know what to get them. They're like the per- sort of person, you know, I hate that stupid old cliche. It's like if you, for the person who has everything, but really if you're thinking about like, you know, what the hell am I going to get, you know, dad for, you know, maybe his birthday or, you know, Christmas is six months away. You know, some people are super hard to shop for. And the great thing is between now and then there'll probably be new designs, new stuff out there. And I think it's worth, for the listener, you know, definitely check it out now, but make sure you check it out every couple of months because it seems like great designs keep coming out. New products are obviously on the way. There's some patents coming along, which just seems really exciting. So, yep. I mean, and you two are just, you know, uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, hanging up, you know, obviously you're a husband and wife team, if that's not quite clear to the listeners there, uh, and talking to my wife afterwards after she got home from work and we first spoke and like you do very charismatic those two i don't know like because i could hear you in the background talking a bit and it's there's a charm and there's you know obviously you two get the whole uh scene the community of auto racing and kind of like i don't know you seem to be kind of along for this you know new slightly different gearhead as opposed to the old you know, um, guy who shows up, puts the model of his car on his car, puts out the weird kid out in front of the vehicle, and then just sits in a lawn chair and gets pissed when people ask him questions about his car. Like, <laughs> you seem to get the idea of, like, you know, cars are meant to be enjoyed and raced. And there's a there's a seriousness to this, but then there's also a kind of fun and camaraderie that go along with it. And that's a lot to get out of a shirt. I know people are like, I, how are you getting all this shit out of a shirt? But, you know, this is this is what makes me such a fantastic podcaster because this is what I get from you two. So um, I, I have to know, uh, since I blew so much smoke up your ass, I have to know where where does this whole thing come from? Like, where did you two, like, you know, get your love for cars? Like, where did it all begin? Like, did one of you introduce the other one to it and, you know, like did it or did it or did you meet on a track after you like collided into each other? You know, like that's well, what I, it is. I, I think, I think uh, so I grew up with Tomboys, but I think um, Josh introducing me to this whole track days, which he'll, he'll get into separately, but him introducing me to all this, you know, the, the lifestyle of this was really just Tomboy turned into a girly girl just brought me back to my tomboy roots and just really made me happy because I was so excited when he introduced the entire thing to me uh, because I grew up, you know, loving cars. I grew up with a father who loved cars and BMWs and and all that stuff and mom drove a 540 which I didn't even know was so cool until I, you know, a year after she owned it and didn't want to drive it anymore. wanted another, you know, car but just him reintroducing me to that was just really exciting and something that just probably was an addition for me. But yeah, um, I remember as a as a kid, 
sitting in the very back seat of the station wagon, our Volvo station wagon, and I mean like back seat in the very back, facing backwards. Yeah. Right? And from a very young age, all we did the entire drive whenever we went anywhere was call out all the cars that we saw. And back then, I mean, we, we knew every single car from from 100 feet away. I could tell you what car it was. And it was exciting when we saw, back then it was what, Ford Probes and the old MR2s, Fieros. Uh, um, and then we would get super excited when we saw a Corvette. And yeah, so always enjoyed cars, always enjoyed driving. Went to a few law enforcement driving schools where you got to learn threshold braking and hitting apexes and um, you know, kind of performance driving. Then we had moved down to Virginia, and I was buying some brake fluid or something like that at the Honda dealership. And there was a young kid who was um, showing me the stuff, and I just was conversationally asking him, like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? He says, oh, I'm going to go to Summit Point and uh, drive my car on the track. And it, it, like, I stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, asking him, what? Explained to me the whole concept of track days and how you can actually take your own car to the racetrack and go driving around as fast as you can. I'd never heard of this For want of a parts depot guy, like you, your life would have been completely different. That's crazy. That, seriously, I, <laughs> I'd never heard of this before. I had no idea. I never really thought about how does anyone get into professional racing. I never, how did, I did not know of the whole world of and NASA or Porsche Club, uh, amateur racing, club racing. Uh, never heard of any of it. Hadn't been exposed to it. And, and the extent of me knowing anything about the track, really, I, I was born and raised in New York City, was when uh, friends of my brothers, I have uh, four brothers, my brothers and I would go down to P-Town or English Town, New Jersey, and there was a uh, drag track there, like an actual track for drag racing. That was the extent of what I knew of what taking your own streetcar to the track meant. So when Josh came home and told me that, I was like, no way! You can actually do that? Is that not a circle and not drag racing? You can actually do both? Oh, that's so awesome! And, it's, and we lived in uh, McLean at the time. But boy, probably. It's 50 minutes to so I, I was super excited and couldn't wait to the car or something. Yeah. What do you have? Oh, your car is super old, but it's six years. Let's take your car. I, mean, I couldn't wait for him, and I was actually excited that he already had a car in mind. <laughs> I mean, some point is, um, let's be honest, especially after you're going to VIR, some point is a dump, but at least it's a. Uh, you know, like, Summit Point is everything you expect out of West Virginia, like, compiled into, like, one, like, cliche. I mean, it, it's... Yeah, that was the closest one. Yeah. I, especially... What's funny is that we, we went to Summit Point first. That was the first track we'd ever been to. Yeah. So then, when we went to VIR, the first time, you're like, oh, my, this is a real track. This is... <laughs> I, I, 
I think VIR too because it's a little it's civilized. It's there's stuff to do there besides you know piss in a trailer like you know. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's, that's pretty much there's a racetrack and like oh where where are the accommodation? Well, there's an outhouse, but if you're one of them fancy city folk, I guess you can use the restroom in the trailer. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah, that, thanks so much for that. It, it's, um, if you, you know, it's such a good. I don't know, like, I, I can't imagine too. You got the drag racing background, you got the summit point background, and then VIR. That's like completely different worlds. And yeah. you know, summit point. You know, for all I dog on it, at least it's a road track. You can do stuff out there. The people, you know, as friendly as can be. Um, it's not the worst place to really get into racing an automobile, but, um, you know, I don't know. Like, there's something about, you know, the thrill and mystique of VIR. So, like, I don't know. Is there another racetrack you all would even want to go to after going to VIR? I mean, within <laughs> within relative reason. I mean, there's... bit there. I don't know if maybe you got a little far away from the mic. Let me see. Yeah. Let me mess around with the settings here. Say something. So, yeah, there we go. Gotcha. You're back. <laughs> okay. So, another way because it's a lot more and a lot of elevation as well. And it's almost as fun as VIR, but just in a different way. The tracks are so different from each other. Yeah. It's... I, I mean, really, there, there's a misconception. One of the um, things is, you know, you can't really get out. A lot of people think they can't get out and they can't race, you know. But you really can. And I'm curious, like, what is... You know, you said you were big in the 944 community, Porsche community. What is your... Uh, track car of choice and racing series of choice at the moment. Yeah, so we're racing a 1987 Porsche 944 in the Porsche Club of America's club racing group. Mm -hmm. And we also, within that, is the 944 Cup. And that's we compete in one of the three categories there. There's a category of 944s that are a little bit lower where less modifications are allowed and then there's the higher horsepower cars in the category above us turbos 944 turbos 944 s2s and then the 968s as well hmm. does anyone just ever show up with a 924 and just act really sad <laughs> there are some 924 s's i guess that's the turbo version yeah um they, yep they do uh 
I guess they have a real a real low minimum weight though in order to be able to be competitive. Yeah. But we started the whole racing scene with something we could something affordable, something you know he's always enjoyed or had a passion for. Uh, when I first met met Josh in 2004, you know, one of the pictures that I came across was him in the 944, his friend's 944, his partner's uh, that's right. 944. Yeah. And when he brought that up, and I knew what car that was, and brought that up later, I think I want to buy a 944. I was like, oh yeah, that silver one that you were in with your friend. So it was a fun, affordable, and actually a really good choice for this beginner's race car. Mm-hmm. I think those are very underrated cars, and you know, I think a lot of people know um, Spec Miata racing, and you know, there's some mm-hmm. other cup, uh, cup car racing, club car racing out there. Um, nine four four. I mean, really, you can pick up a great nine four four, sub ten grand all day, put in a roll cage, have fun, and go out and be competitive. And really have some good time with it. I don't know, you know, all the ins and out because uh, the Porsche Club of America won't let me in ever since I took a Sawzall <laughs> to a 924. They kicked me out like, no, it's for real. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's a fascinating group. And, it, you know, I imagine, you know, when I'm picturing Porsche Club, I'm picturing like a lot of like snooty people. But, you know, 944 people, those have got to be you know, good down-to-earth people, not, you know, uh, do they race? When you show up, do people show up in 911s and all that crazy, like, exotic stuff when you show up? Yeah, so so there is a wide range, and I won't repeat the uh, snooty comment, uh, <laughs> but uh, there is a wide range of cars, wide range of people, and we have everything from 911 cup cars to factory race cars that are a quarter million dollars, just a very wealthy gentleman who is racing that, and he's hired a team to support him for the weekend. And, and then you get down to kind of us 944 drivers, and our cars are a little more modest, uh, a little older, you know, 30 to 40 years old. And we have a good community, though, because we kind of look out for each other. We take care of each other at the track. If someone has an issue, you know, your buddies are right there trying to help you diagnose it and fix it or or anytime you need a spare part, you know, you ask around and someone will be like, oh, I don't have it, but Jim has it. Or, oh, yeah, here, take mine. Or, you know, everyone's very helpful with each other. Absolutely. Yeah, I think when, um, I think the, the levels of uh, regions. So we, when we were doing track days, you know, your regional Porsche club people are very community-oriented. They really look out for you as far as you because you're in the same region. PCA, Potomac region, they'll take care of you. They'll help you out. Whatever car they have, they're, it's different when you're in a track event, right? But then we graduated to racing. It became totally different. But then after they started to realize, okay, you're a regular, you know, then they took you as your own too. So I think even though, you know, even I wanted to, and I thought, oh, wow, these are snooty people. Oh, no, Porsche Club. Oh, no, they're looking at me funny. They'll probably think I'm some, you know, silly big city girl with, you know, 
got my hair done and <laughs> my nails done at the track. But once they saw that I can really get down with a wrench, they realized, oh, wow, she really does know this engine. She really does know how to help the, her husband out. Okay, fine. You know, when, once you get a little credit, credit um, things get past all that stuff. And now, you know, we're at the racetrack with all these you know, cup drivers, cup guys and all their teams and their teams are like uh, my you know let me get to, get to the uh, my BFFs now you know <laughs> it's 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 totally a different world now but yeah I, I definitely agree that we have that same ooh, worship that ooh needy people <laughs> there are some of those too you know, but mm. well, they're all yeah um, I'm curious so when you go to like Watkins Glen or uh, you know VIR to an extent and there's you know the the reason I feel like maybe Porsche Club goes to those sorts of tracks is because there's you know stuff for the uh, significant other to do like there's a massage part just just take like a weekend and go out and go to the spa sweetie or something like that is there a lot of other ladies out there in the uh, pits with you or is it you know you're one of maybe a couple dozen if even that so this, many. This is, yeah, this is pretty interesting because I get asked all the time, how do you get your wife to come to the track with you? And how do you get her to help you out so much? <laughs> because Layla will be there helping me take higher pressures when I come back in, taking higher pressures. We'll go into the pits and um, take higher temps. <laughs> um, you know, inside, you know, get into three spots on the tire. Still, she buckles me into the car. Puts on the headphones, you know, the headset, and she's talking to me while I'm driving the car. She's giving me a heads, heads up on while I'm racing. Don't forget, he forgot to mention, we also tell him how much negative camber he does or does not have. Yeah. And we do adjust that based on my reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she gets very involved. It, it is an anomaly of track. There, there's some other wives and girlfriends that go there, but they usually hang out, kind of help out a little bit, but I don't think anyone else gets as involved as Layla does. Yeah. But I, I do have to admit, uh, we do have race support now. Uh, his, he's So our race support now is with the actual race shop, auto shop based in Baltimore, based mm. out in Baltimore. So the, the company's place, company name is RPR Automotive, but Don, when the owner, one of the owners, when John comes to the track, I definitely just hands off. Let him do all of his magic because he has rebuilt the engine and redone everything for us since I've touched it. So I would, and I actually feel 150% more comfortable when John is there to just let him do everything. He's like, what do you want to do? And I'm, I'm probably filing my nails in the car because I'd rather him. But if he's not there, I'm absolutely, you know, in there with, with Josh, helping him out, doing whatever I can, help, you know, putting him at ease and all that other stuff. Mm. If John's there, John Beasley's there, hands off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let, the, let the professional take care of it, I suppose. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. myself how to do all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what, what's, what I find so endearing, too, is... Uh, I'm hoping this is the start of a new trend because the, what was it, the cross-threaded folks I had on, I can't remember if it was, that would be 
I think two weeks ago as everyone's listening to this, um, that was another husband and wife team building a car. And, you know, there is, you know, I don't know, like there's this, because my wife's a big car nut too. Like she hides it a lot better than most. But I do think there's um, like this passion for, driving and you know josh we'll get to you at some point here but since i have layla here i'm just curious so do you find yourself more about like the technical stuff or more about like the driving stuff like what is kind of the thing you really enjoy about the you know automotive hobby well i think i love to drive too um i sometimes you know i my my car here when we first moved to virginia was a 2002 Hondo Accord, but I mean, when people want it, when you play with other people on the road, sleeping, right? <laughs> um, it, it's not the car. I really, I feel it's the driver. And, you know, a lot of the things I learned was from my dad, watching my dad, um, mm-hmm. having him teach me, then seeing Josh when I first met him and whatever. I think it's really, um, for me, the driving. And, the technical stuff comes also just because I used to, I did a lot of, growing up, I did a lot of um, wrenching with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't, there was a time where we did not have a lot of money, so we had to do a lot of the maintenance, a lot of the body work, a lot of the stuff myself. I've, I've actually fractured a wrist helping my dad, <laughs> a fender on my brother's car, uh, after his first accident. And just, um, I just grew up being, that, you know, daddy's little helper, fixing not just cars, but just anything around the house, anything in general. Mm. So, I don't know, to me, it's both. I have passion and desire for both, mm. really. That makes sense. So, I'm curious, then, so, um, what were both of your first cars? Like, what was the car that you both, you know, here's your driving permit, go out and, you know, unleash hell on the world as all 16-year-olds do. So, like, what was that vehicle for both of you? For me, it was a 1988 Toyota Celica all-track version, which was super exciting because all-wheel drive, right? Yeah. And turbo cars, and it was a coupe. And back then, it had some um, good technological features to it, uh, I mean, it had lumbar support, it had sunroof. I mean, it had all those little things that make the car more fun, um, as well as the fact that it handled, as you yeah. wouldn't believe, because of that all-wheel drive. Yeah. Uh, so- My story's not very exciting. My story is more, you know, New York City, you grow up, you know, I was born and raised in Brooklyn. We had buses and trains took you everywhere. My dad, you know, when you learn how to drive, really... Stealing dad's car at night as you want to do, yeah. So, <laughs> dad's asleep, take the key. I mean, really, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't have a certain car until, um, really, our dad bought a car for everybody when he graduated high school. Mm-hmm. By then, I had already moved out, so unfortunately, I didn't have my first car till um, so you met me. I met Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the Accord? That was the Accord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, 
super exciting. <laughs> we, we, gave, we started driving the Accord, and then my buddy was selling a 1997 BMW 528i with a six-year. And I had never driven a BMW before. I kind of like kind of laughed at all those ads, you know. What, what's BMW's line? Uh, the ultimate driving machine. Yeah, the ultimate, ultimate driving machine. I kind of laughed like, Yeah. I mean, as soon as I turned one corner on the street in my friend's neighborhood, I was like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> now, I, now I want one. I'm ready to buy this. I love it. Immediately, you understand. And, I, and then I ended up buying that car for my friend. Nice. I, I'm curious, though, Josh, how did the uh, Celica meet its untimely end? Ooh, I mean, Turbo. Turbo <laughs> went on it. Fixing turbos on that engine bay was packed. Turbos would get the car so hot that it was always bursting on steam hoses. I don't know how many times I had to pull over because I got steam coming out of the engine bay because of a burst hose. Um, but yeah, the car was just too complicated for a, a college kid to uh, put the money into to fix it up. Unfortunately. See, all first cars meet an untimely demise. It doesn't matter what it is. It, they, I think we've only had one guest in like however many years I've been doing this now who actually still has their first car, which is just crazy to me. So, oh, wow. yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, I don't. So you two are just so charming. I, I can't get over it. So the, um, <laughs> so then we're, you know, Central Virginia. We got some good driving roads out there. We're, you know, uh, I mean, what are we driving now? We got a nine four four as a track car. So what are what's in the stable right now? So Layla has a very fun uh, Honda Accord, but with a six year. Mm -hmm. But well, because because of my job, I do a lot of driving. I probably know Northern Virginia like the back of my hand now because of all the traveling I do for work, so I needed a four-cylinder, uh, but because because of all the driving I do, um, and one of the fun, you know, one of the fun four-cylinder cars to think of that was most reliable was Honda Accord. Mm -hmm. It looks like a silly little sedan that the average person drives, but that thing is so much fun. Just going through the gears, Blasting off at a green light, you know, because nobody else knows how to drive, or they take off and I do. So, mm -hmm. I've had people who look at me, guys, in their you know, 350Z, <laughs> 328Is, and I've even had a 228I guy, you know, eye me like, all right, I got you at the light. Oh, we'll take off because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not the car. I still say it's my little Honda that could, but I don't think it's the car. I think it's the drive. But it is. It's the perfect car for Northern Virginia too, because you need it's something. Because <laughs> you need something that like Northern Virginia is basically like, you know, ticket writing central if you're driving anything even remotely exotic looking. So you need something <laughs> that blends in, like. Um, exactly. Yeah. Silver looks like every, everybody else's. Yeah. Let's not let's not bother Grandma. She's on her way to the hospital or something. <laughs> That's what they assume. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
So then, Josh, what are you palling around in? If you got something super nice, there's something odd going on here. What's, what are you palling around in? Um, well, so I have an ex- so I don't have something nice because of all the racing we're doing. We had to buy something that could tow the trailer that we could get around all over the place with. Just saying, oh, yeah. it's daily drivers and pickups. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a Ford F-350 Dually. Well, I, I just recently found out apparently it can autocross a dually, so it must be some sort of performance <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah, why not? So, I can autocross the ass out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited when he said, hey, I have a long ride. These two cars, absolutely. <laughs> I will take the dually any day. You need to get some giant slicks for the back just to make it even better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and then you get, the, uh, you get the other guys in their trucks looking at me like, okay, let's see what this girl has. Mm-hmm. And you go at green, and they come at the next to the line, and they look at me, and they swear they can get fucked up. They're like, oh, they pray. Like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. You know? mm-hmm. It's really fun because mm-hmm. it's a fun truck. I didn't think I was a Now, I, all truck girls, though, have to be under 5'6". I think that's the rule. Yeah, right? that's me. 5'3 and 3 quarters. And I put my foot on them. <laughs> Standing on the tippy toes. Because it's, you never see some, you never see, like, a six-foot woman getting out of a, like, <laughs> Denali. It never happens. It's always, like, my my favorite thing is uh, a couple jobs ago I worked with a gal who was just under five feet and she drove a lifted Ford Excursion like wow. I'm like holy crap like how do you get up into that thing I have a step stool yeah. like that's ridiculous like that you have to like carry around a step stool to get up into your vehicle <laughs> but I feel so powerful in it like well, yeah, yeah. You have- One step at a time. Yeah. Get on the step. <laughs> yeah. Don't pull want the pull... rail. Get on the other one. Mm-hmm. Don't pull a Britney Spears. Yeah, that's that's the last thing you <laughs> yeah. want. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of got away from it. So it's I, I know you, again, just so charming. So we're gonna go. We have um, because this is the podcast of record. Um, we have some questions here that are the. Um, I call them my inside the actor's studio questions. Um, <laughs> as Freddie Hernandez or Travage, you know, called them, you know, like you have to clarify the rules here a bit. So the uh, situation is these are as we sit today because as car guys and gals, our opinions on cars change basically on the daily. So this yeah. is this is as we sit, you know, in the moment. You know, first thing that comes to your mind. So let me find my little quiz list of questions um, that I should have had up as I'm pulling this up, but mm-hmm. I do not because that is too much sense make. So here we go. All right. So this is for both of you. So typically the rule is since um, 
you know, it's typically ladies first, but we'd like to give them more time to think. So we'll make Josh answer each question first, and then Layla, you can answer second. And just give her a little bit more time to think here, Josh. Put you more on the spot. So um, what is your favorite car? Right now, I'd have to say Koenigsegg. I think it's a Gera, right? Or Regera. Koenigsegg, though. Yeah, I think what you do is you just make it like a consonant gasm, like Koenigsegg, yeah, and then people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I think I heard about that. And throw an old number afterwards, like, yeah, one. Like, oh, yeah, I know that one. That's the hybrid one they got? Yeah, okay. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks amazing. Yeah, no. Koenigsegg has My, yet to make an ugly car. Mm-hmm. You're good. My uh, ultimate favorite right now is the McLaren 570. Mm. If I could get any car in the world, <laughs> so that's the 570 convertible or normal one so okay and then we got Not a, a good hair day <laughs> all right so You're then girl, right? <laughs> gotta wash the hair you know it's very important yeah these are things they will never understand as a guy who cuts his hair super <laughs> close yeah oh man uh, my daughter's so screwed when it comes to that. Like, she hates she hates stuff in her hair anyway, and she's only two and a half. So, that's gonna end. yeah. So, um, what is your least favorite car? Yeah. Oh man. Nissan I look away. I can't even look. Oh, oh, your gaze. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Yeah, I'd have to go with that in a weird uh, C color or C color back there they have going on, and one doesn't match the other. Is there even one? Yeah, I can't do it. Yep. Gotta avert my eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe even a Ford Flex? See, that's that's a recipe for a good marriage. So you don't have to like the same things, just hate the same things. Like, <laughs> I don't know, that Cody thing is badass. <laughs> All right, so what modification trends? So we're talking about stance, bro dozer, um, donk, you know, anything like that is your favorite. One that maybe you don't want to do to your own vehicle, but one that you enjoy looking at or doing, like seeing the most. I'd say the uh, the suspension drop is the most attractive looking. Just getting rid of that gap between the tire and the fender. It makes any car look better, right? Mm-hmm. It makes any car look better. And then if you do it right, you don't over slam it, then you're just helpful. Which is what it's all about for us is, you know, being drivers, we love good handling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so then what is your least favorite modification trend? One where you look at it and you go, I don't understand that. When they say, dance, dance, make them dance, dance. Mm-hmm. 
bit there i don't know exactly what's going on can you hear me yeah all right we lost you just a bit there you broke up just a little bit so apologize for that um yeah, so you said you went to hyperfest and someone did what to what now they uh had so much negative camera on their is 200 that uh, I, almost, I was taking pictures and people thought i was doing pictures. It was so cool and so i love that car it's a cool drifting car Again, you don't have to love the same things. Just hate the same shit. That's yeah, how this works. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, what car do you dread being stuck behind at a red light? Like, yeah. Gotta be Prius. <laughs> For some reason, Prius drivers are not interested in driving. They're more interested in the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just getting to the, just getting to the point B. The other That's stuff. it. Yeah, yeah, the other. I don't think they're interested in getting to point B. I think Prius drivers are some sort of weird cosmic punishment for people who enjoy well, driving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I've been asking this question so much, and Prius keeps coming up as the answer. There's got to be something to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what is then your automotive pet peeve? What do you see happening on the road, or done to a car, or whatever that Can just? I go first? Yeah. <laughs> I think she does. So, Northern Virginia is notorious for brake failure. I don't know if they don't know if their brakes work or if they were taught in, in driver's education that tap on your brakes. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm, you know, I didn't grow up here, so I don't know what it is. I tried asking locals, and their answer is why? As someone who has to drive there, yeah, it, it, it that is noticeable. So it's like they want to just make sure they work. So mm-hmm. it'll be you'll they'll be doing fifty five miles an hour on the road. Mm-hmm. You see them as fifty five. They're in their own lane and no one's around them. And you'll see their brake lights come on. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, oh, what? and you're nowhere near them. You're three lanes over. I just mm-hmm. want to tell them it's so fascinating. If you let go of the gas pedal, your car can do such amazing things. Like 
Yeah. Well, th- you don't have to break. That 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 reminds me of a thing. So, um, I I grew up in the Midwest, outside Chicago, moved out here. Um, I do think like God's punishment to people who enjoy driving is the D.C. metropolitan area. <laughs> I have not seen though before in my life, and I've only ever witnessed it here, is a vehicle accelerating away from a red light, and you can tell the person's foot is on both pedals because they're Brakes are heating up. You can see them heating up. And the car is trying to pull away. I've seen it happen, you know, often enough to be like, why does this keep happening here? Like, you're accelerating and you're braking at the same point. Do you just hate your car? Like, do you just hate money? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, I don't think people here get how car work. I, I don't think they do. I think they come from other parts of the world or other parts of the country. And they just don't understand the fundamentals of driving. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think the area are very inexpensive. There's a lot of inexpensive here, so I just can't. I'm not going to say it's the local drivers, but mm-hmm. I agree. There's so much here that you just you hear that it, the traffic here is self-imposed. It's like, well, you hit a cop. Yeah. That guy, we're going up a hill, and he's braking. Like, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a green light. We're still moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, did, I didn't mean to derail that there. So, uh, Josh, pet peeve? <laughs> I, I think it's, it's like what we're talking about is uh, people not adapting to the driving here. Yeah. This, this is a, a very congested area, or it can be. It's almost like a, a city. And mm-hmm. people, I guess they come here and then they still try to drive like they're in a small little town in New Hampshire, like where I came from need to kind of pick up the speed a little bit, make decisions a little faster. Um, one of the things I miss from New York City is there, when you're waiting at a red light, if you are not anticipating the green light yeah. and hitting the gas as soon as it turns green, you're getting honked at. Mm-hmm. Never, green go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you got to be rolling as it turns green before you're getting honked at. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that drives me. No, that's another thing I miss from the Midwest too, and I I noticed it around um, New York when I go up there to visit, is that light turns green, everyone's yeah. off their brakes. Everyone's off yeah. their brakes. It drives me nuts here when I'll be like sitting in a line. Like if everyone took your, you all have automatics. Because none of you are driving a stick shift, and I'm only dumb yeah, shit here doing that. that. You need to. Let go because you're not going to really end each other. Just trust each other as human beings. People go, people in New York, people in Chicago, they don't trust each other. It's all like doggy doggy world. No, we all, we all rely on each other to get to where the fuck we want to go. So, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So no, that's that's a good one. You got me angry now. You got me angry. Uh, <laughs> so that uh, let's let's uh, let's make this a little happier. Then. So what is your the automotive sound or noise that you love. Like to, this one always gives a little bit of stumper for people. So a lot of people say a specific type of engine, a specific type of racing, maybe the sound of like squealing around the corner or I something. Think when I hear a turbo kicking, mm. that is or the blow that up. turbo yeah. kicking, that is to me, that's always been just like, yeah, you just hear that and you're like, oh, that thing is badass. 
That one's good. Yeah, for me, for me, it's got to be a race car ripping through the gears. Just mm. something that's unmuffled. It's got a good, like a good V8 or more, uh, and just ripping through those gears and accelerating at top speed, going all the way to redline. That's a good one. Now, the contrary question: What is the automotive sound or noise you hate? Oh, I heard a car today. Actually, I was on the phone uh, with someone, and they were nothing to do. This is just a malfunction. But he sounded when every time the guy touched his brake, and mind you, the guy thought he was the coolest thing in the world at the red light, which is coolest car I'm driving. Yeah. Every time he touched the brakes, it sounded like a train screeching almost a screeching hole. <laughs> yes. I was like, that is so obnoxious sounding that the person on the phone with me said, I thought you lived in Virginia. There's trains there? Where are you? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one's a pretty common answer. The uh, brake squeal noise is pretty bad. Oh, obnoxious. Yeah. I mean, ear splitting. Josh, yeah. you got a better answer than that? It's Kind of hard to beat that one. That's a pretty good answer. Uh, I have to say that getting that tire squeal when you're when you're hitting the off ramps, oh. and because um, now cause we're driving a race car, and when I'm when I'm driving a race car, there's no tire squeal. It's all you have to pull the car losing grip. You have to feel the tires losing grip through your through your body and your butt and everything, and, and your hands on the steering wheel. So then when I'm in a uh, regular streetcar and you hear that as you're coming around the turn uh, I'm just like ah what is that I try to put a finger in my ear so, so I don't have to hear it alright so then here's one of my favorite questions I get to do to people so I'm going to give you a choice between two cars um, it's going to be a different car for both of you um, and they've been modified and you have to Get the you can't modify it beyond how it's been modified, and you have to live with this as your new daily driver. Um, so you get two choices here. So, Josh, you get a Koenigsegg, whichever one you prefer, whichever one you want, but it has been slammed and stanced with all the negative camber <laughs> to within an inch of its life, or yeah. Or you get a Nissan Cube that's been just, it's sitting on the, like, best coilovers. The thing has the best suspension on the planet. There's no tire gap. It's just, it's it's immaculately done. And then, <laughs> Layla, you get a McLaren 570, but it's also been stanced to within an inch of its life. Or you get the same Nissan Cube. So... <laughs> See, you're the, the car I always you can't do it. That, that that's against the rules. You, you got you got to keep it stanced. He's not allowed to touch it. He touches it, it gets taken away. That's how that works. 
I got a McLaren. <laughs> Everywhere you go. I guess you would already have to look. <laughs> just scraping. The valet left it parked out front, not because he thought it was cool, but he didn't want to ruin it by driving it. So, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, before we <laughs> before we wrap up for the evening, I have a a very important question for both of you. This was in our little prepared section. Um, I hope you thought long and hard about this because I do believe this is the most important thing any automotive podcast. Maybe the most important thing that's ever been asked of anyone ever on any forum could possibly be, which is, what is the hardest food to eat while driving? Oh, mm. yeah. I, I was remembering a time when my friend taking me to a taco place. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but we got to get going. Cause we, I forget what we were going to. Like, we got to get going. They're like, yeah, but you're going to love these tacos. And I was the one driving. So I'm trying to eat a taco as I'm shifting through gears. You know how you gotta bend your head sideways in order to get the taco without it spilling everywhere. I got salsa dripping everywhere anyway, and you know the the ground beef is going everywhere and everywhere. I had to wash that shit. So much grease on it. Yeah, terrible, absolutely mm-hmm. terrible. The tacos. I don't eat when I drive. I'm a true driver. I focus on driving until later. See, but as a Honda Accord driver, I feel like you have to have food in your hand at all times. I do. I am able to do my makeup driving. Now, it's, as this typically turns into, this typically turns into stupid stuff Ike's done in cars. So. Uh, tacos is a good standby. That's what one everyone likes to go to immediately. Um, the yeah, that that that's that's like a good like everyone goes like taco is very messy, very hard to contain. Uh, they almost always go to Taco Bell tacos, which I think are fairly easy. Now the tacos you're talking yeah. about are those like a more authentic Mexican place? Yeah, that's why we went to the place. Yeah, it was in a neighborhood in Brooklyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was known for its tacos. So, so yeah. It was you see those those are a lot harder to eat but again as stupid shit Ike's done in cars um, I do think I do think those are a lot more time of day sensitive at night tacos at night like you're you're just gonna have to take a bath afterwards that's how that works yeah. so like it's the taco, the authentic good Mexican tacos. I'll put that on the chart that I need to get at some point of just hard shit to eat in cars. So uh, I, I'm going to put that up there. I don't think that's necessarily the hardest one we've had, but I do think for mess and for, like, you know, time of day, we're going to put that one up on the chart. Uh, and we'll put makeup, doing makeup on. Ooh, that's a good one. That's what, I'll, that's what I'll start asking everyone when I have the lady folks on and the men folk just to make it more awkward. What's the hardest type of makeup to put on while driving? Hmm. Is it eyeliner? I imagine eyeliner would be. 
You broke up there a little bit. What was that? Maybe eyeliner. Well, I wonder if you. I wonder if anyone's ever applied fake lashes while driving. That's got to be pretty difficult. Oh, that would be that trick, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Put it on your eyebrows, using your forehead. Mm-hmm. Or like, well, you're from northern. Your, your forehead doesn't move. Yeah. You're from Northern Virginia, so you're familiar with the uh, little, like, Hispanic ladies who draw in their eyebrows. I imagine doing that while driving would be pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah sometimes. Yeah. Or they don't quite match. For like. more, um, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we've broken up again. Hello? Yep. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure. We got quiet there for a second. Yeah, that was mm, that's a good one. I'm I'm, I'm going to add that one to the list of questions here. We're, we're going to put that one on there. Like hardest makeup to apply while driving. Hardest <laughs> makeup. See, you got yeah. It's pretty simple because all I do is uh, put on a little bit of uh, powder and powder on my face, and yeah, it's not too hard. Yeah. But you got to ask them afterwards if they were driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah, this is true. Yeah. Well, I think every proper motoring, motoring enthusiast, I'd like to imagine everyone who's been on this show. Or paddle shifting. Mm. Yeah, but like a true paddle shift where you have to click up or down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good one. So, um, I don't know, we, we, have, we have a new question for uh, future podcasters, and we have some uh, apparel to talk about. So, uh, obviously, you know, both from Track Monkey Apparel, so you can go to trackmonkeyapparel.com. Then you can view the T-shirts, all the uh, other apparel items, and the watches, and go get a sticker, go get a T-shirt. Um, and then there is um, some social media stuff for you all to put out, and I just totally blanked on social media for some point. So where, where can the folks find you besides the trackmonkeyapparel.com? Trackmonkeyapparel.com. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, we're also on social media on Facebook and Instagram. And then for people who maybe have not gotten to the track yet or want to get a little taste or see a little taste of it, we have a whole lot of videos on our YouTube channel, Track Monkey Apparel TV. And it's initially the videos were designed for people uh, who want to get into racing, want to get, get to the track and want to get know a little bit more about it. So I would... Uh, Checking that out. Oh, excellent. And then, of course, you can check out Layla by Phil Collins. I believe that was inspired. <laughs> yeah. uh, Eric Clapton. Oh, Eric Clapton. Yeah, the Phil Collins. Yeah, what am I talking about here? Completely wrong <laughs> 80s guy. Um, yeah, you gotta yeah. stick to cars. I... Yeah, no, see, this is, it, it was funny because we're driving home. Um, me and the wife had our little date night earlier tonight, you know, dropped the baby off with uh, the mother in law. And we went out and we saw a baby driver because that's what you do on date night. And so we're driving home and uh, we pass. There's a local dealership here that has three minis for some reason. And I'm talking about, uh, you know, the guy who bought the uh, mini, like, you know, who showed up 
to the dealer auction, bought three minis, and thought that was a good idea. Probably got fired. Mm-hmm. My wife just turns to me and just goes, just shh, like, it's been all day. Like, just not cars for like 10 minutes. I just need... <laughs> Like, I don't know what else to talk about. Like, just talk about normal human things. Yeah, I don't right. know what that is. Like, to... <laughs> like well, let's just. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, uh, like, so that's, that's my life. You know, she, she puts up with me. God bless her. She She's great. Uh, she, she enjoys them. She really does. But there is occasionally, I think I just hit that point of, like, it's just too much. So, um. Uh, yeah, I, I, could, I could understand what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> but I raised. It's, a, in the house. it's it's not a game. It's practice. Yeah. yeah. It's a simulator, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I played a game. <laughs> Life's a game for you. Um, <laughs> let me see here. So I think we I think we got all done. So um, with the plugs and everything, and you know, you two again, so charming, so fun to be, you know, talk to. Um, we're definitely gonna have to get you back on at some point. So I want to thank you both for coming out, you know, staying up to this late hour and chit-chatting with me. Uh, I'll say goodbye to you two off of air. And for everyone listening, please go check out Track Monkey Apparel. Go get yourself some wonderful T-shirts, some apparel, and then, uh, you know, go watch the videos. I think that's well worth doing because if they're any bit as much, you know, fun to be around or watch as these two are to listen to, then they've got to be entertaining. So thank you. (laughs) No problem. Just... Just hold on one second. I'll say goodbye to you off air. Oh, no problem. Um, breaking up a little bit for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. So um, be right back with everyone. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Make sure to go check out their stuff. As well as make sure to go and uh, you know follow me on the Twitter. Had a bit of a brain fart there. I apologize. Uh, at Untitled Car Show. I'm also at Untitled Car Show on Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah. Make sure that if you like what you hear, you tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell a coworker. We really appreciate it here, and it helps grow the show. And you know, thank you for that. And every day and every week, we see the, you know, growing, growing ever, ever so slowly. But we keep piling on the uh, extra listeners each week. So thanks everyone so much for that. Um, make sure if you like what we do you tell a friend and you also follow our west coast correspondent ryan west at ryanator122 and have a good night have a good evening wherever you are whatever time it is there thank you so much for listening please be safe out there